With the waters of Buzzards Bay lapping on the shore nearby, RPM News Weekly presents Rick's Tech Talk. Here in the RPM studio, I've got Cousin Rick on the line in Needham, Massachusetts. Good afternoon, Cousin Rick. Good afternoon, Rich. How's everything there in Needham? It's hot and humid. Probably the same down there. Right, yeah. We got a little bit of that coastal fog earlier today, which kind of hung around, but things seem to be brightening up a bit. But yeah, definitely humid. Yeah, I'm waiting for some late afternoon showers, hopefully, to water things. Okay, we could use a little bit of that after this week. So what have we got for our ride of the week? Okay, our ride of the week is the Hyundai Santa Fe Hybrid Limited Edition All-Wheel Drive. And I really enjoy driving this car. First of all, it comes with a... uh, an exterior color called Stormy Sea. It's one of those metallic uh, dark blue colors that changes in the light. Looks really nice. And uh, going, let's go through the specs. It's got a 1.6 liter four-cylinder turbocharged, what they call hybrid engine. And the powertrain has 226 horsepower combined. But the motor it's a 44 kilowatt motor which is the equivalent of about 60 horsepower so of the total of the 226 horsepower 60 of that is from the electric motor it has a six-speed automatic transmission and you get paddle shifters on the steering wheel to play with and it's got all-wheel drive now the the epa numbers for uh the Santa Fe Hybrid with all-wheel drive, it's 23 miles per gallon city, 30 miles per gallon highway, and a 32 miles per gallon combined number. But what I found in in driving this is that it's very efficient in regenerative uh, braking. In other words, what by I what I mean by efficient is that fills up the battery fairly quickly if you're going on a downhill and brake a little. And with, uh, oh, we, we drove over 500 miles into the Catskill Mountains and back, and I was getting about 36 miles per gallon. That's combined highway and off-highway driving. Very nice. Yeah, it was uh, really nice. Plus, it's fun to play with to see how much uh, you can fill the battery on a downhill just by lightly tapping the brake pedal and hopefully you know you do that on the back roads not on the the highway with people behind you right and do they uh, do they specify how much of the how many miles the battery will take you uh, on a well it's not a plug-in hybrid so Mm -hmm. it it goes between the battery and the gas engine you right you can't drive all the time on the electric engine unless you drive very slow and it doesn't give you a number for that they only do that for plug-in vehicles now you could you can go very slow and go quite a ways but it's probably not very safe or not very practical either right i mean i suppose it maybe uh, saves you a little bit if you're in the city and you're sort of creeping on the road with in traffic right that that yeah, that's why the city miles per gallon rating is higher than the highway rating. 
because of the efficiency of the hybrid at low speed. So was it very comfortable for that long drive? Oh, it's comfortable. It's got uh, oh, it's got ventilated front seats. It's got heated front and second row seats, and you've got a fairly large cargo area in the back. I imagine they can uh, put a third row in there for seating if they uh, if they wanted to. But then you would cut down the uh, the cargo capacity. Plus, I think with the hybrid, you really couldn't get a third row in there because of the battery below the floor and some of the other features it's it's got a harman kardon premium audio system wireless phone charger and uh the rear seats have side window sunshades it uh as the price as far as pricing goes the basic santa fe hybrid starts at around thirty six thousand dollars for what they call the the blue version, but the limited edition, the one we had with the the options and delivery charge comes in at around $43,000, which is pretty good, which is less than the price of an average new car. So right. that's our ride of the week. Yeah. The Hyundai, some nice... Hyundai Santa Fe Hybrid Limited all-wheel drive. Yeah, sounds like it's got some nice premium features. So. How did you find the acceleration with that uh, smaller 1.6 liter engine? Does does the hybrid kick in and give you a nice boost? And oh yeah, you uh, you know it all depends on how you accelerate. If uh, you know getting on the highway, it's certainly more than uh, sufficient to get you going. Well, it sounds like you had a had a good week with a, a, a fine car. And one one feature that's on it, and it's uh, they when you're on the electric motor only, a little light comes on on the in the instrument cluster that says you're in the electric mode. So you can kind of adapt your driving to maximize your uh, electric uh, driving. Mm -hmm. All right, that sounds like uh, quite the vehicle for uh, someone who wants a reasonably priced, a moderately priced vehicle with a, a lot of nice features and pretty good fuel economy. So what else have you got for us? Okay, well, kind kind of uh, in the same lines, Continental has just announced a what they call the Conti City Plus tire. It's an efficient tire. That's it's a concept only. They're still testing it out, and it's made for electric vehicles who spend most of the time in the city where they they get the most mileage. And the feature of this is that it's a tire that they've reduced the deformation of the sidewalls and they've made it stiffer through uh, fillers and chemical, you know, the rubber compounds to reduce deformation to improve the tire's contact performance with the highway. And uh, with the tread pattern they've come up with it, now to quote them, it has... Uh, more traction to make stops quicker and acceleration more controlled. And they claim that uh, what they call tire efficiency is improved, which could result in a 3% boost in range for an electric vehicle. And so they're testing this tire out now. Interesting. 
Uh, well, those are some of the features you want. Do they give any indication as far as uh, uh, the wear on the tire, how, how many miles you might expect? No, basically the, what they're saying is it's, it's a concept that they're evaluating now. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll have to see how well if, uh, you know, you, you do get an improvement, 3%. We'll have to see how much tire ends up costing if uh, if it's worth it. But then again, uh, you know, it just goes to show development that's coming along. Yeah, that's nice. Nothing like having good tires on a car. That's right. You want those, you want those shoes to perform. <laughs> so um, anything else, automotive? Yeah, that continuing along the electric vehicle line, we have announcements from two companies, uh, two European companies, ZF, who is noted for their transmissions, and Mali, an electric motor company. And they've come up with motors that they're concept motors right now. Again, they're testing them out. But the, the ZF motor does not have rare earth magnets in it. So it would save on the cost and the environmental concerns of mining rare earth minerals. Instead of using permanent magnets, it uses wired electromagnets in in the motor. And they claim they can uh, design this to be a very compact installation for electric vehicles and then uh, Molly has also come up with a motor that is uh, does not have rare earth permanent magnets, but again uses electromagnets, wired electromagnets. But their motor also features what they call a uh, a cooling system. It 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 circulates air through the rotor in the motor to cool it, and what it does is allows the motor to run at a higher output without overheating and what molly claims is that you can uh, you know usually electric motors that the constant running power rating is a lot lower than the maximum power rating because of the the heat dissipation but with the efficient cooling system in the motor you can run at a higher power all day long. And so thus, they claim that they can make the motor actually smaller because you can run it at a higher setting rather than over-designing it for maximum power and a lower running power rating. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah well, it's a development going on there. Yeah, um, yeah. over these years, you, we've seen plenty of development in terms of electric motors not only for vehicles, but just in general for other uses in industry. Right, for just cutting down power uh, power uh, usage and uh, the overall uh, cutting carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. All right, good story. Um, so have you got a Musk Minute for us uh, in here somewhere? I might have a Musk Minute, and I do, okay? And uh, space developments down at Starbase in Boca Chica, Texas. The next flight of the super heavy booster with a starship on top of it, the vehicle is ready to go. They're just waiting FAA approval to launch. 
because the last time there was a lot of uh, debris damage and environmental damage around the launch site from the the rocket lifting off and uh, destroying the launch pad area, which is now they've got a a cooling system that they'll hopefully eliminate that kind of damage. So they're just waiting for FAA approval. And one one feature on this version of the Starship that the booster they're going to go for what they call a hot, hot staging. The booster will still be firing when they light off the second stage. And the the advantage to that is that the propellant in the upper stage will be down because of the acceleration will be down over the the propellant pumps and so it'd be easier to start the rockets in the second stage because there's no uh, uh the propellants are right down at the pumps it's not in a weightless situation where you might have some uh pumps sucking say sucking air rather than propellant now the only problem with a hot staging is that you don't want to have damage to the first stage, which they, which they want to recover. So they put on the top of the first stage a heat shield, and they've also vented the structure there so that uh, to try to minimize damage to the first stage when that second stage lights off while still attached. So it should be a good show. Yeah, sounds pretty complicated. Did you say there was a payload on this, or are they just still doing the testing of the... No, it's just a test. Yeah, it's a once-around orbit test of the uh, and uh, recovery test of the uh, both stages. All right, so stay tuned on that. Right. Anything else for us this week? Okay. Well, it's kind of with the space deal with the Musk minute, uh, the Japanese have launched a lunar probe, so we'll have to see where that ends up. So we we saw the Russians uh, have a failure and the Indians land. So uh, Japan is seeking to become the fifth nation to land a probe on the moon. So that's okay. our space report. And uh, I guess to wrap it up, okay, our uh, friends at IC Cars have come up with another one of their studies where they slice and dice used car data, and they've come up with the cities where it's more expensive and least expensive to buy a used car. Now... I don't think you're going to move just to buy a used car, but it's just interesting facts that, uh, like with the average used car price, uh, is, they say it's about 34000 and there's disparities of around 6000 between the most and least expensive cities. The Cleveland and Akron area is the least expensive place to buy a used car, where it's 8% below the average. West Palm Beach, Florida, is the most expensive area to buy a used car, where it's almost 10% above the national average. So uh, go to icars.com and you can see how how your area stacks up. <laughs> and, that, uh, and that's a wrap. All right. So uh, we shouldn't be packing our bags yet to find that premium city for our next vehicle. But uh, interesting uh information uh, it could come in handy i suppose a, a lot of folks are buying cars uh across state lines now with, with some of the services where right can... and they go they go also go into which cars are the most uh, expensive oh we'll have to check that expensive. out yeah so glad we could get together rich 
Likewise, glad we could get together this week. Uh, That's Rick from Rick's Tech Talk with another episode here on RPM News Weekly. Stay tuned for more. Thanks for joining us this week on the RPM News Weekly podcast. Don't forget to check us out online at rpmnewsweekly.com for more automotive news and interviews.